You are listening to NTC Messina's podcast, where our desire as the family of God is to simply know God, love one another, and make disciples. Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Come on. Come on. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, Before I start... um, Last week, we lost a great patriarch, and some of you may know Dr. Eldon Wilson. Uh, he passed um, last week. Um, from what I hear, he fell, and uh, they were unable to revive him. I, I believe he's ministered here. I'm not sure, but he was one of, um, <clears throat> one of my three mentors, in a way, um, who taught me so much in the prophetic and um, moving in the prophetic, <coughs> and um, um, when they did his graveside service, if any of you knew Dr. Wilson, he liked to drink tea, he wouldn't drink coffee, and um, he would take the sugar bowl, and not a spoon, and he would just dump the sugar into his tea, and uh, yesterday they sp- they sprinkled sugar on his uh, coffin, um, along with the flowers. And um, but I just wanted to bring that up because when we lose great men and women of God who uh, went before us to pave the way that we have what we have today, um, it's really worth um, giving uh, honor. Now, Brad, your wife threw you under the bus this morning. I hear it goes on a lot. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) just to prove this, this is the word that is coming today. It was an incredible word you brought, and you're going to see how this fits in um, uh, with trust in the Lord. It will bring healing, brings healing to your flesh and refreshment, refreshes your your soul, your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart. Now, I want you to do something with me. You, for those of you that know me, um, you know I like to recite things. Would you recite something with me? This preaching teaching today. No, 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 come on. I got to hear you. This preaching and teaching today, this and teaching today is, not is not political. political. It is biblical. Okay, so I'm going to bring you a prophetic teaching this morning, and I think you're going to see uh, how this fits in. Uh, I want to fit it in with what is happening in the world today. You know, the Bible says that the sons of Issachar, and if you look it up and you do a study on the sons of Issachar, it says that they understood the times and the seasons that they lived in, and then it goes on to say that they knew what to do. Well, you don't get to know what to do if you don't trust in the Lord and have that intimate relationship with him. And um, next slide, uh, the, the scripture that I use is a very uh, familiar scripture, Psalm 358, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean to, uh, and, uh, and uh, it should be to learn to, uh, to lean on not your understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. We lack a fear of the Lord today. 
If you just turn on the news, you'll see it right away. We lack the fear of the Lord. And we're to shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. The heart is, the heart is not only the place of emotions and tenderness and the place of vulnerability. It is control central. And if it was not for our physical body, but also for our spiritual body, the heart, folks, is where strength is found. The heart is where courage is found. The heart is where the will is found. And it represents the center of a uh, of, of who we are and what it, where we can be found, who we are. And the heart is where we make choices. Now look at this next slide. To make choices of life like hope, goodness, strength, courage, faith, belief. We need our hearts to be whole today, folks. We can't go around half-hearted. We need to be, we're either in this all the way or we're not. You're either into the word of God, you either stand on the word of God, you either believe the word of God, you can't have, you know, uh, you've heard the saying, if someone handed you a bottle of water and it says 98% pure but 2% contaminants, would you drink it? I wouldn't. God wants our hearts 100% pure. He wants us to trust him 100%. But the next slide tells us something. What's behind Psalm 3, 5 through 8? Psalm 3 <laughs> implores us to trust God with every part of our heart. All of it. We, we must deny self, man. It's hard to deny self. It's hard for me to deny self. I mean, and Jesus understands this. God must be the center of our lives. And I'm going to say something to you. Truth can only be found in God's word. It can't be found anywhere else. And you're going to see this very shortly. When we lose our lives for Jesus, you'll find your life. But first, you must deny yourself. We must have the same mindset that Jesus has. We must take on the very nature of a servant. God decided, God the Father decided to be like us. He humbled himself even to the death on the cross so that we would follow him. I carry a wooden cross in my pocket everywhere I go to remind me that Jesus said, it is finished. This is the key to everything we do. The cross is the key to everything we do. But look at, I'm going to show you. Here's, here's the world we're in right now, right now. Here's the target if you watch news, if you just have conversations with people, self is in the center. Then, they, then others and then job and possessions and God's in that outer ring. That's not biblical. That's not how God, you know, the word of God, I mean, the first, 
You shall have no other gods before me. The problem here is we're in the center, and that talks of humanism. What is humanism? Humanism is the philosophy that rejects the supernatural, now follow me, and stresses an individual's dignity, worth, capacity, and self-realization. It's called self-love, self-care. It puts us above God. Genesis, he said, it, it, Satan said to Eve, did God really say? Man, we're living that today, right out in public. People are saying, did God really say this? Did God really do this? Did, did God really say this to you? See, Satan took God out of the center, and he put Eve in the center, right back in the book of beginnings. And here we are today. Dealing with it again. Even Peter's confession. Upon Peter's confession, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We have to follow. We ha when we follow Jesus, it requires that we have self-denial. Why? Well, look at the next slide. God in the center. Others. Others, others, self. We have to protect God thoughts. When we take up his cross, when we make him first, the center of our heart, when we take up his cross, there's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering on our part. The Bible's full of it. But we don't want that pain. We don't want that suffering. Well, you know what? It comes with being a Christian. And if we're going to be a voice, if we're going to be a light, you know, I'm telling people, stop hiding your light under a basket. Stop hiding your light under a bushel. Well, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. Because the word of God said, if God is for us, who can be against us? Philippians, look at this scripture, and I put it up on, I, I, I've, got a, I've got a lot of scripture for you, but uh, let's start with Matthew. Can you put up the next slide, please? Matthew 16, 21, 25. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of his elder, of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on that third day be raised to life. Hallelujah. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, and you don't have the mind of the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life will find me, uh, for their life for me will find it. Wow, it goes on. 
Next slide, please. Look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the love with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, with one passion, and united in love. Walk together with harmonious purpose, and you will find my heart with unbounded joy. It goes on. Come on. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. Come on. The word of God tells us that. I'm not making it up. That's why we've got to get into our word. Next slide, please. So the subtitle of this, what can affect us from having a whole heart? Number one, a wounded heart. Number two, a healed heart. A heart that downloads the wrong feed and a heart that downloads the right feed. I'm here this morning to ask you, what feed are you listening to that is feeding your feed? Is it the word of God? Or is it what the world is telling you? Remember, I said that the truth can only be found in the word of God. Let's look at number one. We're going to quickly go through these. Um, what can affect us? The wounded heart. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 becomes difficult when our hearts are wounded. Why? Because we tend to hold back our wounded hearts from God himself. I went through a very, very serious time almost 11 years ago in my life. My heart was wounded, and it was wounded big time. And I remember saying to my wife, Sharon, let's just hang it up. I'll go back into the workforce because my heart was so wounded. It was wounded by people that I never expected would wound my heart. And the Lord spoke to me one day so clearly. He said, if you allow this woundedness to overtake your life, you'll never achieve the greatness. You will never achieve the destiny. You will never achieve what I have in store for your life, what I put you on this earth to do. Wow, it woke me up. And like Eve, we hear words like, he says you can trust him, but can you really trust the Lord? Can you really trust the Lord? Well, a wounded heart stands between the scripture. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. So what do we do? How do we get, how do we get past this? Next slide. We have an invitation to trust him, to trust a God who sees, a God who knows, a God who hears, a God who wants to walk us through the walls of our heart to hold and to heal our wounds. He wants to walk through your wounded hearts, folks. If you've got a wounded heart this morning, 
Man, my heart is breaking for you because my wounded heart lasted 13 months. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to do anything. My heart was so wounded. I I couldn't function. And you know what? I had a hard time praying. I had a hard time, you know, feeling the presence of God. I had gone so numb. But God, when God says, hand over your heart, he's not asking us to do something that he himself has not done himself. Jesus walked this earth by choice. He knew he was going to be wounded. He knew he was going to be hung on the cross. But he chose to walk in suffering because he trusted God the Father. He trusted him. We're going to walk through bad times. We're going to walk through dark times. We're walking through dark times right now. But you know what? God sees in the dark. How do we know this? The psalmist David, King David, said it himself that the the night is bright as the day. God sees. He sees you. He sees your woundedness. He sees my woundedness. He sees everything. And if we let God in, we're going to find, next slide, we're going to find rescue. We're going to find refreshment. We're going to find hope. We're going to find healing. We find a healing heart to offer a hurting world. We need to be healed if we're going to help people through very dark times. I had friends, I had family that surrounded me when my heart was wounded. I mean, I had one friend that said, he's in California. He says, don't make me get on an airplane and fly over there and slap you silly to wake you up. I I want friends like that in my my life. I don't want friends that are going to placate me. Number two. What can we affect from a, what, what can affect us from uh, having a whole heart, a healed heart? Oh, wait a minute. Listen to this. As the heart trusts, it lives. As the heart lives, it loves. See, your heart can't live if it's wounded. It's in rough shape. But when our heart gets healed, something happens. A healed heart lives fully because it trusts that the Lord himself is holding it. Every morning, I wake up now and I say, Lord, thank you for holding my heart in your very hand. Lord, put a hedge of protection around me, and I I know there's going to be bad things around me. I know I'm going to hear, you know, negative things, but I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to guard my thoughts of what is coming in and I'm not going to let my thoughts overtake my heart I'm not going to let that happen the motivation of our hearts comes from a health healthy heart what is a healthy heart a healthy heart has healthy motives an unhealthy heart has unhealthy motives people say to me I have pastors that say to me we we've been back out um preaching and we've been on the west coast six times already this year and we've got to go back again and and they're saying charlie why are you so positive why are you look at what's going on around i mean we were right in the state of washington we were seeing what was going on we were in oregon we see what's going on and and they're saying how can you stay so positive 
Because we trust in the Lord. We trust in the Lord. And they're saying, well, what if things go upside down? Then they go upside down. We win. We win no matter which way it goes. So why should we walk around in depression and oppression and yelling at each other and not respecting one another and not forbearing one another? We are Christians. We are bought with the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of our testimony, we can set people free. A healed heart, the next slide, the healed heart, the health of our heart is rooted in its healing. I want my heart healthy. I don't want my heart polluted. So how do we do a heart checkup? Next slide. Number one, what part of your heart needs healing today? I want you to think about this. I'm not going to wait to the end for an altar call, I want you to be thinking about it right now. What part of your heart right now needs healing? Has someone offended you? Are you upset with what's going on in the world today? Has the news so oppressed and depressed you? Have you got something going on in your family? Have you, have, are you having problems with your spouse? Are you having problems with your children? What is in your heart that needs healing today? And number two, where do you need to trust God to meet you and heal you. This is simple. This isn't rocket science. I remember, I remember days laying in the bed saying, Lord, just take me home. I, honestly, I said, Lord, just take me home. I just take me home. And the Lord said, I'm not done with you yet. He said, don't you trust me? This is where this comes from. This is where this teaching, preaching, prophetic is coming from because it changed my life. The Lord says, you either trust me. There's no gray area in this. By the way, I'm just saying, because if you get in a gray area, you're in trouble. You've got to trust him totally. And he healed my heart. He healed my, my thinking. Look at this next slide. To trust God with every part of your heart, you must forgive and let go. Uh-oh. He's slipping forgiveness in. Yep. Line up your will with God's word. This is it today. You know, someone said to me, what are you clinging on to? Right here. Because I can't cling on man. I can't cling on government. I can't cling on, you know, uh, everything that's going on. I can only cling on to what God says in his word. And by the way, he says he loves us. And he cares about us. We need to be word-born, word-fed, and word-governed. Then you can surely trust the Lord with all of your heart and understanding. We need to be word-born, word-fed, and word-governed. If you live by those three things, you will turn on CNN or whoever you want to watch and say, ha! Again, I'm not getting political. I'm staying biblical. What's feeding your feed? The word of God or the world? You bet it's it. You bet. 
I'm, I'm leaving here. We're going to go to Ogdensburg. I'm, I'm preaching a message that's called Stay Planted. How many people are fleeing the church right now? Stay planted. Let your roots, it's based on the scripture that says, you know, I'm planted by the mighty river, and when you're planted in the house of the Lord, you'll flourish. Number three, next slide. What can affect you from having a whole heart? Are you all okay? Awfully quiet, you're scaring me. Number three, here it is. This is the main one. A heart that downloads the wrong feed. Theology shapes our lives. If you see God as a major part of your life, he will shape every part of your life. There's a good quote. If you see God as a major part of your life, he will shape every part of your life. What comes into our minds and our hearts about God shapes us. I just read a whole story about a, a Methodist pastor who is transgender, and his quote is, God is nothing. What's been shaping his heart? Next slide. Look at this. 90%, and this is a direct quote, 90% of the media today is no longer informing us so that we get to draw our own opinions. And you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You know, Pastor Justin, that I, I, when I read an article on this, I almost fell on the floor. John 8.32 is the most quoted scripture in the world today by unbelievers. Because they want to use it. Because they say, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Well, hello, something Dr. Wilson taught me is don't just look at a scripture. It's called hermeneutics. And he says, you got to read the scripture before and the scripture below. And when you do that, they fail to, revert, they fail to read verse John 8, 31, which is just before it. And it says, Jesus therefore said to those Jews that had believed him, if you abide in my word, then you are truly my disciples. So there's a clarification to verse 32 that that you've got to believe in him and you've got to abide in his word. That means follow his word, live in his word, be, God go be word governed, be word fed. Then you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That is not a standalone scripture. We've got to abide. Jesus said to the people that believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. i got to tell you something. We're going through a season right now in the church in general, around the world, they're abandoning the word of God. You can't abandon the word of God. If you abandon the word of God, it's like getting in a boat with no fuel or no oars or no paddles. And you know that old adage really will work here. 
You get into the boat without the word of God, you're up a creek without a paddle. Wow. The big question today is truth. The Bible is clear. Now, this is where I really want you guys to hear this. The Bible is clear. We must abide in him, Jesus, if we're to understand and recognize the true truth that will set us free. I hope you're getting this. I hope this is seeping in. Next slide. Webster defines truth as that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. Wow. The word defines truth as truth is the self-expression of God. Because the definition of truth flows from God, truth is theological. The truth is also ontological, which is a fancy way of saying it is the way Things are. This word is not hearsay. It's not third party. It is the infallible written word of God. It is the truth. Next slide. Theology. Give you a little lesson here. Theo, God. Ology, logos, word or rational thoughts. Theology, God's words, God's thoughts. I want God's words. I want God's thoughts in me every day. And when all that negativity comes out, you know, I, I read a feed. I had to turn it off the other day. You know, these hearings they're having and everything. The, the witness gets in the stand and says, I heard this through another person. That's hearsay. It's not truth. We're living in a world of relativism. I'm just going to say it, guys. Just going to say it. Next slide. Relativism, a view that ethical truths depend on the individuals and groups holding them. Today, it's hard to have an opinion. Because if the opinion doesn't word up with, line up with what the world is calling the truth, you get labeled something else. Can I say something to you? If you approach a stop sign and, and you say, you know what, I don't think I really have to stop. You listening to this, Pastor Greg? Hallelujah. <laughs> Or the speed limit says 55 and you're doing 85. You're listening to this, Pastor Greg. In my view, I don't have to stop. I don't have to slow down. It's all relative. I don't feel like stopping, so I won't. That's the world we're living in today. This book has stood the test of time. These words have not been knocked down to this day. Look at this slide. The truth is found in Jesus. Where's the slide? There you go, Riley. 
People do not reject the Bible because it contradicts themselves. They reject the Bible because it contradicts their thoughts. It's a quote from Pastor Tony Evans, incredible quote. I just about fell off my chair when I read this quote. Next slide, Riley, please. When we download the wrong feed, we've got to be smart. The tribe of Issachar, it says in the Bible, and you can read all the different versions of it, and I've studied the sons of Issachar, so I've gone a little deeper. They were who understood the times, the signs of the times, and knew what Israel ought to do, First Chronicles 12.32. One of the versions says the sons of Issachar understood the times and the seasons that they were living in, and God showed them what to do. And they were very successful. If we're downloading God's word to our hearts and our mind, if we're downloading God's thoughts to our, our minds and our hearts, then he's going to tell us what to do. He's going to tell us how to pray. He's going to tell us what to do. He's going to tell us, put fear away. Every time I put that nozzle in my gas tank, and believe me, we drove 1,600 miles up here from South Florida, and every time I had to put that nozzle in there, I would say to myself, mm, I won't say what I say to myself. <laughs> and you know what the Lord said to me? We, we just crossed the line from all the way up south. Gas was like 450 a gallon and stuff, and then we hit Pittsburgh, and it was 519. And I just started to say my normal rant that I was going to get into. I call it my gas pump rant, okay? And the Lord says, count it all joy. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. And he said, I am not Satan. Count it all joy. I've got this. The word tells us in Matthew 10, 16, Christ's mandate to us is that we become wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's time to become wise as serpents, be harmless as doves. There are so many people out there, they're afraid. They don't know what's going on, and they're buying in to a narrative that's not true. The feed that they're listening to is putting the wrong feed in their hearts. But First Chronicles 12.32, about the sons of Issachar, implies that we must develop discernment and that is the ability to detect motives and spiritual motives. And then we pray about it. You know, don't get upset with me. You know, well, you know what? The Bible says offenses will come. It's impossible. So I'm saying to you, build a bridge, get over it. <laughs> Stop posting on Facebook, all this political stuff. You're, and getting into these fights and these wars. If you spent more time... Reading the word of God and praying? Because then you go to bed all upset because you're like, I can't believe they said that to me. Well, you threw the first rock. Pray, intercede. We have a clear warning from the Apostle Paul that battles we face on a daily basis cannot be won by conventional weapons that we can attain from the world. I use the app Face God. Not Facebook, Face God. I have to face God every morning. 
And I say, Lord, show me, tell me what I need to fix. Some mornings, I get a very late start on my day because he's got a long list of fixer-uppers for me. The weapons that you and I must seek should be spiritual. Having the power to destroy arguments and every false claim that sets itself against the knowledge of God and God's word. It's right in 2 Chronicles 10, verses 3 through 5. That's how we battle, folks. Does it mean we be quiet? No. But I want to win people to the gospel, and I'm not going to win. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You're just going to keep writing and blowing air and everything else because you're not going to change their hearts. The only thing that's going to change their hearts is God. Next slide. I'm staying with this bad feed for a minute. Today, culture is valuing tolerance over truth. Tolerance equals the sympathy or indulgence for beliefs or practices differing from or conflicting with one's own. We could disagree to agree with respect. Today, all thoughts are now exactly valid. Whatever you have as a thought, today's world, they validate it for you unless it goes against what they feel it should be. By biblical standards, the truth is not what we feel. And I challenge you here today, and if you're watching online, I challenge you, show me in the Bible where it says the truth is based on how we feel. You won't find it. Feelings change. Truth is not what society says is true. Truth is what God's word says is true. Now, I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures. I know um, we're going to run out of time, but let's put them up there. Uh, I'm not going to give the addresses. You can see them. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. These were mere... Uh, were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonia in, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. I want you to see what the word of God says about the truth and what we should be doing. Look at this one. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all under righteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Politically correct is not biblically correct. Truth is not circumstantial. Truth does not change with circumstances. Truth is not a moving target because Ephesians 4.14 tells us, next slide, for everything that is hidden will be eventually brought into the open and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, this is Jesus because I got it in red, pay close attention to what you hear. Consider what you hear. The closer you listen, the more the understanding will be given to you and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But to those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Mark 4, 24. I'm not making this stuff up. I want you to see that everything I'm bringing you today is found in the word of God. It's biblical. It's biblical. Y'all okay? Okay. 
I know it's a lot of scripture. Next scripture. No prolonged infancies among us, please. We'll not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are easy prey for predators. God wants us to grow up and to know the whole truth. And tell it in love like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Satan wants to make lies look and sound like the truth. Thank you. We should all be amening. Number four, last part, last one. What can affect a heart from, having, uh, uh, from us having a whole heart? A heart that downloads the right feed. Build your life on truth no matter what's happening around you. Have the right theology. Stand on truth. Be sold out for biblical truths. The truth will make you stronger. It does. It makes you stronger. Remember, theology shapes your life. Look at Daniel 13, 16 through 18. I, 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 I love this. I love this. Next slide. This is my favorite account in the Bible. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. Folks, you don't need to defend yourselves. God is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You carry the presence of the Lord in your lives. You don't need to, to defend yourselves. If we're thrown into the blazing fur, furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. Wow. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. You notice, you notice they stayed very reverent to his position. They didn't say, yeah, you're going to burn in hell. No, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, but even if God doesn't save us in the fiery furnace, look at this. We want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will... Serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Wow. They learned to build their life on truth and not what society was doing to them. Remember, they were kidnapped. They were uprooted. They were taken from their native land. And they, were, they tried to make them be Babylonians, which was a horrible culture. But they said, we're not going to let that happen. We're going to stand on the word of God. We're going to stand and our trust is totally in the Lord. And, and, and even if he doesn't come and save us from the fiery furnace, we trust that he's got us in his hand. That's where I get all this from. I got these pastors saying, no, no, no. I, don't, I, don't. I said, man, what Bible are you reading? Next slide. <laughs> truth makes you bold. Truth makes you strong. Truth makes you bold. When you know the truth, you step out and trust God in boldness. I'll prove it to you. Next slide. Truth makes you contagious. Truth makes you strong. Truth makes you bold. Truth makes you courageous. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar came close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace. Now remember, the guards that put them in the furnace, it was so hot he turned it up so hot that the guards burned up putting them in the furnace. And then Nebuchadnezzar comes as close to the door as he can and he says, shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Oh my God, they went from being thrown into the furnace by the king and now he's saying, servants of the Most High God? Strength, boldness, courage brings on a contagiousness. When you don't veer from the truth, when you stand on the very premise of the word of God, Next slide, look at this. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. I love this, okay? Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them, and they saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, contagiousness. Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to to rescue his servants who trusted in him. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Look at the next slide. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. Are you ready to do that? I had a pastor say to me, you would actually take a bullet for Christ? Yeah. Because if I don't take the bullet, how am I going to explain to him I didn't? Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Contagious! Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of of Babylon. They stood on the truth. They trusted God with all of their heart, and they affected and changed a nation. We are marked by his presence. We, we, We are designed to impact nations. We're designed for this. How can we know the truth when the world says different? Jesus says in 1 John 1 and 2, and I didn't put it up there, we write you now about what has always existed, what we have heard, we have seen with our own eyes, and we have looked at, and we have touched with our own hands. We write to you about the word that gives life. He who gives life was shown to us. We saw him, and we can give proof about it. His truth gets into us when we get into him. Next slide. Here are some closing thoughts. I'd like someone to come up on the piano if you would. As you can tell, at age 67, I'm as passionate about the word of God than ever. You know, I've had some people say to me, are you going to retire, Charlie? Never. It's the only time I will use the word never. And they go, well, you know, you've got heart. I love when people remember your health 
and they try to use it to encourage you. Well, you've had two heart attacks, you know, you've got five stents. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> when God calls me home, and by the way, we don't know the date or the time. We don't know our expiration date. You know, there are people who are saying to me, you're going out during this pandemic when we were going out? Yeah, why? Oh, if it's my time, he's going to take me at home? Or he's going to take me on an airplane? Or I, really, where I would love him to take me is doing right what I'm doing right now. Bringing the truth, pulling back the curtains. You know the Wizard of Oz? Pulling back the curtains. I'm going to just be a little Toto in the house of the Lord. I'm going to go and grab that curtain. I'm going to pull it back. Go ahead. Hit it. Some closing thoughts. Oh, oh, go back to the other slide. There you go. What will be the authority in your life? The world or the Word of God? What Will you build your life on trends or God's truth? Isaiah 45, verse 5 says this, Then God's bright glory will shine and everyone will see it. Yes, just as God has said. Can I say something to you with all my heart and hear my heart? Because this is our family. By the way, for those of you that don't know, this is our church. This is Sharon and my church. We made ourselves members of this church. We have submitted to the pastor and the elders and the leaders of this church. By the way, you don't support us, so don't think that. We just wanted a good covering, and Sharon and I believe that Pastor Greg, Pastor Justin, your leadership team, your eldership team, and you are who we want our twilight years to be with. Amen. This is an awesome church. Now, when I go to Ogdensburg, I'm talking about being planted, and, and because we haven't been there much, you know, this is only going to be our second time. I'm going to drop a prophetic word there. I would suggest you listen because it's for NTC, it's for the whole church. But you cannot be the authority over your own life. You got to settle that. You don't know what you don't know. You must appeal to a higher authority, the Word of God. The truth in the Word changes day by day. The world, the truth in the world changes day by day. You can't hit the truth. Every day it changes. Listen to the news. You'll hear it. One day it's this, one day it's that. The truth in the Word of God does not change. Why? It's absolute. Next slide. I want to read this psalm to you to touch your heart. Psalm 119, 1 through 16, you're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. You, God, prescribe the right way to live now you expect us to live it. Then, say then, I'd never have any regrets in, com in comparing my life with your counsel. Therefore, or thank you for speaking straight from your heart. I learned the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Don't ever walk off and leave me. 
How can a young person live a clean life by carefully reading the map of your word? I'm a single mind, I'm I'm single-minded in pursuit of you. Don't let me miss the road signs you've posted. Wow. Put the, you know, you see the horses up here, how they put the blinders? Put your spiritual blinders on. Stay focused on the word of the Lord. I banked your promises in the vault of my heart. Oh, I love this. So I won't sin myself bankrupt. Be blessed, God. Train me in your ways why of wise living. I'll transfer my lips to the counsel that comes from your mouth. I delight far more in what you tell me about living than is gathering a pile of riches. I ponder every morsel of wisdom from you. I alternately watch how you've done it. I relish everything you've told me of life. I won't forget a word of it. Next slide. If we let our prayers be silenced, the world will gladly supply its own soundtrack. Maybe you've been listening to something else for five years, three years, ten years. It's never too late to run in to the arms of God the Father, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We can't do our life disconnected from him. If we cling to the rock that's higher than what we see, he will get us through it. Would you all stand, please? Would you put up the next slide, please? I told you I like to declare some things, and we're going to do it right now. Riley, is there another slide? Maybe not. No? Okay. Say this after me, please. I need you, Lord. I'm sorry for all the times that I said I'm fine, but I'm not. Please forgive me. Lord, today, I come to you just as I am. I give you all my anxieties. I give you all my cares. I give you all my worries. Lord, replace worry with peace. Anxiety with hope. And concern with a confident trust in you. I know I'm safe with you. And you can handle my problems. You can handle my fears. You can handle my setbacks. Lord, I put my total trust in you. There's a song that I wanted to sing, but we couldn't do it today, called I Speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive 
by depression. I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name of Jesus. Listen, Hagar in the Bible, she was under such oppression and such depression. She cried out to God. And the word of God says he answered her and he strengthened her and he gave her courage. Eldanai Elroy, the God who sees us. God sees each and every one of us. This altar is opened right now. We're going to do something a little different. If you've been struggling, you've been going through some stuff, look at this. This is family, man. We've got a prayer team here. I'd like the prayer team to come forward, if you don't mind. People that are on the prayer team, if you would just quickly come up here. If you're here and this word is touching your heart and you say, I need, I need to make some changes. Father God is here, the great I am. If you're craving his presence this morning, if you believe he's near, if you believe that unbelief is trying to take you down, the altar is open. He will show his faithfulness. He will show his truth to you. He will remind you of his love for you. He will be here for you. Don't leave here the same way you came in today. Let God do his work in your life. What's feeding your feet today? Let the feed of Christ, let the feed of the Holy Spirit, let the feed of God the Father be unstoppable in your life. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. And with every head bowed right now, every head bowed, if you're here today, you're like, what is all of this? Don't worry about it. God's got it. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I feel there's somebody here today. I feel there's a young, especially a young person here today that needs Jesus in their life. If you don't know Jesus in your life, every head bowed, just lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand. God will see the hand. Come on. Come on. You don't know him as you should know him or you've stepped away. God is here for you today. Hallelujah. Every head bowed. We just say, everybody repeat this with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you into my heart, Lord, that you will forgive my sins and my life will forever be changed. In Jesus' precious name we pray.
We would love to pray with you for any any need, any desire, any anything that God is moving in you right now. If you feel um, just to respond, I encourage you to. We'll, we'd love to pray with you. How many of you appreciate this reminder? scriptures tell us that truth is a person. Jesus tells us that he is the truth, that he is the one that we can rely on. And his truth is revealed in the scriptures. And as, as Charlie reminded us, we, we have that truth. We have the scriptures. We have that testimony of who God is and what he says about us. I just encourage you, even this week, just spend a little bit more time in the scriptures. If you don't know where to start, John's a great place. Just start in the book of John and just let let the let Jesus' words just wash over you and, and define you and, and set you on course, whatever that needs to be. God, we thank you so much for this word, this encouragement. We thank you that we can lean on you, that we can hear your word, God, that we can be reminded and trust in you this morning. God, we love you. We trust you. We lean on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. Fellowship with one another. Enjoy the fourth. Thank you for listening to NTC Messina's podcast. We hope you join us next week and have a blessed day.